Hello and welcome to the Flippin' Weirds podcast. We are based in the UK and we'll be talking all things Malifaux, from news and reviews to events and tactics. Enjoy the show. What is up, nerds? Flipping Weirds back again, and the Explorer Society are continuing to take over the podcast as we look at another master and keyword from the new faction, which is going to be Apex. So, Matt is with me again today. Do you want to say hello, Matt? Hello, Matt. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Um, and our guest today is Steve. So, Steve. Um, I've already briefed you on this, but just so everyone knows, we are going to ask Steve what his favourite faction is, who his favourite master is, and what his best moment in Malifaux is. So, Steve, do you want to take it away? Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Um, favourite faction, difficult to say. Competitively, probably outcasts. They're really good at what they do, or really good at what I do, which is kill stuff. Um, but for fun, I actually like playing Neverborn, but not Dreamer. So, you know, a bit of both. I mean, I do play all the factions. Um, favorite master, probably Titania. Again, she's very good at killing, and I just love the theme. I, I, pay, got, I paid someone to actually paint my crew for me. I just love the models. So she has to be my favorite master, for sure. Um, best moment in Malifaux. I've been playing quite a few years now. Uh, you know, nationals and any of the weekend tournaments are always great just for the you know, the banter and everything else. And last nationals that I went to, which over 12 months ago now, thanks to COVID, uh, was my highest ranking. And I think I came fifth in it, which was pretty good. Although I was using pre-nerf Shenlong, so a little bit broken maybe. Um, but yeah. yeah. I mean, the less said about pre-nerf Shenlong, the better probably. He's He's gone now. He's dead. We don't care. <laughs> Yeah, something like that. But that's good. So, yeah, Steve is a prominent member of the UK community, um, goes to loads and loads of events, and a big uh, figure in the Vassal community. Um, Steve updates a lot of the modules and is part of the team that manage that. So thanks to Steve for that. Anyway, let's push on in. So as I said, we're going to be talking about Apex today. Um, We will start at the top with Lord Cooper. I could definitely respect a Lord title on a model, so I'm loving a bit of that. Um, front of card is defense six, willpower five, move five, fairly standard. He's got armor one, which is always nice for some defensive ability. He's got eyes on the prize. So this model cannot gain distracted or take the disengage action. So those that's an interesting rule. Um, not gaining distracted is obviously awesome for a model with a big gun, but not being able to disengage is probably quite a handicap for him. He's got laugh off, which means he won't be he can't be moved during an enemy model's activation or from an enemy model's effect. He can choose not to do it. And his keyword ability is predatory instinct. This means that once per activation, after targeting an enemy model with an attack action, he can suffer a neg to that action to receive a plus to its damage flip or vice versa. This is awesome, and that's something we see across his keyword. The last thing on the front of his card is the most dangerous game. So during the start phase, if this model is the crew's leader, it may choose an enemy model to gain adversary apex. So what do we think of that? Matt, do you want to go first? Uh, well, I think initial impressions for me, straight away, I think I hope we know what, what Lord Cooper's here to do. He's uh, does, From the front of that card, doesn't sound like to me, he's, he's the guy running schemes. He strikes me as the, the kind of guy that is, 
here to get the job done. Models are going to die to this model from the front of this card, I, I would say. He's, he's not interested in disengaging. He's not not interested in anything that's going to draw him away from anything that is, I'm going to kill something. That is my initial impression from the start of front of this card. Steve, what do you think? Front of the card, hard to say. I mean, obviously, we know what he's about. Um, predatory instinct, great ability. Um, as we move on to the back, you'll see you can pretty much get around any negatives just using that once per activation. So he can get that shot down. Um, most dangerous game combined with predatory instinct, you know, he's got a target eyes on it and you can kind of almost force somebody to play and hide, hide the target straight away. Cause you know, get an adversary and then that swapping negatives for pluses and vice versa. It's going to make him a hell of a killer. I think. Yeah. I definitely think predatory instinct as a crew ability uh, is, is potentially really, really strong, really, really strong. Yeah, it gives them an interesting way to get around some of the defensive abilities in the game as well. So you've got stuff like manipulative, serene countenance, concealment. Um, he's going to be able to use that t- uh, to just get an automatic pause to his jewel and suffer an egg to the damage flip, so at least they can get around that. And obviously, as Steve said, with the most dangerous game, allowing him to put adversary out, he can use that to get a built-in pause anyway. So there's a lot of ways to get around some key defensive abilities there, which is really, really nice. So as we move on to the back of the card, he's got a melee attack, which is one inch range, stat six. He can remove a terrain marker within one inch to receive a plus to this action. So that's another way that he's going to be able to get around some defensive abilities or just make his duel more reliable. Um, the target suffers two, three, five damage, and it has the potential for a main trigger. So that's a pretty good damage track. Nice spike of five on the end, especially when you're looking at Predatory Instinct. Um, probably the main thing that people are going to notice on his card, though, is the 950 Nitro Express Rifle. This is 14 inches, stat six, once per activation, and ignores cover. Target suffers three, five, seven damage. So... This is, this is a little bit reminiscent of Seamus and his massive gun, uh, similar with the once-per-activation clause on it as well. He's got triggers on every single suit for this. He's got built-in Trophy Hunter, um, which is enemy-only after killing, drop a scheme marker into base contact with the target. He's got tracer rounds on a crow, which allow him to put out adversary. He's got on a ram put-down, which when resolving, the target ignores any of its hard-to-kill or demise abilities which is another great way to ignore defensive abilities on models. And on a tome, he's got good for a laugh. Draw two cards, then discard a card. So there is more on the back of his card, but let's just take a moment to talk about these two actions. What 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 are we thinking of these? Because th- they seem pretty good. Well, I mean, his gun, as you said, is, is like Seamus's 14-inch range. It's pretty damn good, but obviously Seamus can back Ali to jump into position to shoot. Uh, the difference is hard to wound can still keep Lord Cooper, honest if you like, keeps him down to his minimum. And there's plenty of min three guns out there. So it's not as scary as you might think when you compare it to the likes of Rusty Alice, who also ignores hard to wound. But having triggers on everything, um, and especially the put down trigger, is going to be interesting against the likes of Leviticus and anyone else who uses demises. So it is going to be all about the gun for him, unless you can tie him up. Yeah, it's good. It's interesting you say that. Now, don't forget predatory instinct. So that hard to wound, if Cooper's shooting something he's put adversary on, or he's got a focus, or he's going to stone for a pause, he can transfer that onto the damage to ignore that hard to wound. He's got he's got an answer for a lot of problems here. Um, what do you think, Matt? 
I think it's terrifying, if I'm honest. Actually terrifying. Uh, I think <laughs> <laughs> I think this this is uh, it's gonna be when it goes off, they you know fought it. I think every time he fires this gun, like um, a model is gonna die. I, I'm gonna go with it's gonna die. Like the 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 suit having a suit for everything on triggers is brilliant, super efficient on a model. Three five seven is terrifying. Ignoring cover, it's just just an additive to that. But yeah, I think combining this up with predatory instincts and yeah, put down is. Yeah, is is an amazing trigger. I, I want more of this trigger. <laughs> put put down put downs coming for those midnight stalkers, right? Uh, put downs coming for half of the outcast faction, isn't it? Really? <laughs> and Yanlo, he can get in the bin as well. Well, Cooper's going to have a bit of Yanlo. Yeah, um, but this is really cool. It's nice to see a threat. I think something like this is going to shake up the meta, which is interesting. A real plausible threat to some of these big pieces and big mechanics that we're seeing in the game at the moment. I think it's really interesting, actually, because it's the, we've obviously got shooting masters, but this is this shooting is is on another level. I'd say, like, he's obviously designed for this this gun, and yeah, I, I agree. I think this is going to change change up change up some games. I think got to got to be fearful that you're going to run into Cooper when you when you someone declares explorers at this rate. I'd say. Yeah, I agree. What were you, Steve? What are you thinking? Uh, I'm I'm thinking certainly on the current gaining grounds. He's going to be one for um, you know public enemies. Anything else? Obviously, we'll see later on. Uh, he he's your yeah, sit back and shoot, but you can you can still make use of terrain. Yes, he's got prejudicing once per shot, uh, once per activation. But I'm not as scared of it. Uh, maybe it's a face shame as a few times, and his gun I think is better. Um, so I'm not as scared of it. I mean, yes, he is scary, but it is all about the gun. And if you can tie him up, he can't be distracted. Uh, sorry, he can't disengage. So he's actually a bit easier to tie down than Seamus as well. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, is he going to see use in anything outside of public enemies because of because of the gun? Don't know, but definitely he can um, do that strat very well. I think it's interesting, actually, because as much as we focused on put-down and stuff, the fact he's got built-in trophy hunter and after killing, after killing, dropping the scheme marker into base contact with the target, that actually gives him just a slight slight avenue into potentially running some schemes i mean like if you've got a model on the center and he's just going to pop it to drop a scheme marker you're looking at what, what's that um oh, i've got the scheme what's the scheme we you place the scheme leave your mark <laughs> yeah that's the one yeah so i think he's really gonna uh, i think i think he's got a lot in his bag just with these just this gun there's a lot going on yeah, I guess if um, you know you're targeting stuff on the enemy half, there is actually quite a few schemes where you need to drop markers. So if you can guarantee that kill, which he is pretty capable of guaranteeing it when he needs it, then yeah, I guess you're right on that. But spread, you know me, I'm more about the kill than the scheme. Spread them out. It's going to target your minion that's just hanging on the edge of your on your uh, your side of the board. Pop there it goes. Scheme marker. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's definitely got a few options there. Um, I think I think we've glazed over the machete as well. So um, he's the ability to remove a terrain marker within one to receive a plus to the action adds some really really interesting counterplay to some crews out there like Keris, Titania. Um, it does two three five damage. Um, now that spike is pretty big on the five, and if he's getting the pause to attack from removing a marker or from putting adversary out that's going to be able to be put on the damage to help him get that five severe. So I think we can't write that off. It's also good for clearing way if if you are playing against one of these terrain crews. 
Um, so yeah, Law Cooper, the attack action's looking pretty good. He does have one more, which is explosive audi- uh, audience, ordinance. Uh, it's shockwave two, defense 13, dual, uh, damage one and injured one. Apex models may ignore the f- effects of this shockwave and has a trigger blown back, which means models damaged by the action push three inches away from the marker. Um, it's okay. I, I think I'm not sure when you're going to use it over the other two. I, yeah, I don't I, think. I, sorry. That's right. I was just going to say I, I agree. Like, when when do you use it? And I suppose that's that's a lot to be said for a lot of shockwaves. Really, you um, when you're looking at shockwaves, uh, they they are the the way to get around them is if your opponent has any cards in his hand, that's it. They, they, it's just not going to take effects. It's not as reliable, I'd say. Yeah, compared to his rifle, and when you get to his bonus actions, you'll probably see why you're not going to use explosive ordnance. Um, I don't think it's going to see much use, not when you compare it to the gun. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. So moving on to the bonus actions, he has two tactical actions. Both of them are lightning actions. Uh, he's got Foulmouth Motivation, which we know from other models. His target heals one, two, three, and gains focus one. Um, he's got a trigger on that, which is Thrill of the Hunt, so allow friendly Apex models within six to move up to three. And then he's got a reload trigger. So the uh, reload action, sorry. Uh, end the focus condition on this model. And this model may take the 950 Nitro Express rifle action, ignoring its once per activation restriction. So that gives him the opportunity to shoot that rifle twice, which potentially, as we talked about, is pretty massive. That rifle does some very good damage. So Steve alluded to the fact that he thinks he's probably mostly a killie master. I mean, I tend to agree that's that's definitely what what he's got going on um, for for him himself. There's not a huge amount of support. He's got some movement in the thrill of the hunt, but generally you're going to be wanting to take the reload action most of the time. I do really like the dangerous game on the front of his card, the ability to put adversary out. I think we need to remember that is also going to massively help the crew around him as well and other models that might be coming and being able to use that adversary. Yeah, I think it's a fair shout. I definitely think. He definitely leans into the killing. I do like the fact that he's got a little bit of options around moving his rest of his crew if he needs to. But yeah, this 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 model for me, Lord Cooper, killing machine. Agreed, agreed. Cool. All right, so it's only natural that we move on to the totem or totems next for Lord Cooper. And these are really, really interesting. Um, I don't think there's anything we've seen like this in the game. So Cooper starts with three totems, and his totems are called Runaway. Um, they have a demise ability on the front of their card called Demise Hunted. After this model is killed, if it was killed by a friendly Lord Cooper, add a soul stone to this crew's soul stone pool. If killed by an enemy model, that model gains adversary apex, which cannot end or be removed while friendly Lord Cooper is in line of sight of the enemy model. So this is a model you're trying to kill yourself, or if your opponent kills, there's a pretty big negative to it. Um, they've got head start, so they must be deployed on the center line instead of within your deployment zone. They're insignificant, and they've got an ability called On the Run, which means when a friendly Lord Cooper uh, model targets them, he can treat them as an enemy model, and this model cannot relent or cheat fate when targeted by friendly Lord Cooper models. So you're flipping that jewel. You're going to have to flip that card and cheat in with Cooper if you're going to want to kill them and get the extra soul stone. What do we think of the front of that card? It's pretty unique. I, I think, actually... Very unique. Really nice to see some new styles of play coming in. Um, and this, and these runaways, just from the front of the car, I feel like they 
open Cooper up to do a few schemes because if he's treating them like enemy models, he can shoot them, put scheme marker down. He's going to get a stone from it. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, and really unique that obviously head start getting them on the center line. I, I'm, I'm really happy to see some new styles coming through. I think it's really well designed. As um, Matt was saying, you know, treating as an enemy model combined combined with Cooper's triggers for dropping schemes for drawing cards. You know, Cooper can pretty much drop in whatever trigger he wants. Um, I've seen people basically they they use them as activations. You give focus, yeah, you can't cheat with them, but if you're focused, you run away and use it on the defense. You can always choose the lower card anyway, which allows Cooper to pretty much get the scheme marks down where he wants. Um, you know, draw cards if he needs to. He just chooses whatever suit he needs at the time to do that. And obviously gaining soul stones is always is a benefit when it's a free model and then you've got three of them. Yeah, yeah. They look really, really cool and really nice, as Matt said, to see something different. Um, let's look at the back of the card then. So we've got makeshift weaponry. Uh, is a, a standard totem attack. It's one, two, three damage, stat four, range zero. Um, they do have a trigger on that, which is not built in. It's enemy only. After resolving, draw a card. Then the target must take a claw action targeting this model. So it's really interesting. They are definitely trying to get themselves killed. Um, they've got a bonus attack action called Call for Help. It's range four, stat four versus willpower. It's enemy only. Target gains distracted plus one. After resolving this action, a friendly Lord Cooper must take a gun action targeting this model, if able, ignoring friendly fire. So they can do this, and then regardless of whether it succeeds or not, after resolving the action, a friendly Lord Cooper is going to shoot at them. So it's another way to trigger that demise ability. And then probably one of the more interesting things they've got on an already really interesting card is Escape. So this is a tactical action. This action cannot be taken by other models. This model must be within four inches of a table corner and in the opposing player's deployment zone. So you've got to rush them from the center line to your opponent's deployment zone. This model may draw cards up to its maximum hand size, drop a ski marker anywhere on the board, and then is removed from the game. It does not count as killed. So that's quite a lot going on there. Um, what, what do you think about that, Matt? Um uh, they're so cool. I'm, re- I'm really, really impressed with how cool they are. That, that is, that's strong. And actually, you, you're gonna, as a player, I'm gonna find myself thinking, do I want to kill this? I really should kill this because that's, that, that's a ski mark and that's a full set of cards. I, I, I should kill this, but killing this is actually a, a negative thing for me. It, it's so cool. Um, I, I think escape is a really unique way of doing it, and I, I think. Yeah, what? Well, how? How? What are you going to do with it? I mean, Steve, Steve, would you kill this if if this was you? I kill everything. You know that by now. Um, no, there's there's ways and means, as you say. They they do create a quandary for your opponent, if you like. Um, you can ignore a lot of insignificant models, but if you ignore these, they're going to escape. You're going to get scheme markers down wherever you want and refresh your cards. So you have to kill them. Uh, what I tend to find is either people are killing them with their masters you know yeah it's a waste of master actions maybe but is it if you're stopping your opponent scoring um so you're getting the condition on your master or um something that you can hide out the way after killing them i don't think you can ignore them because of the fact that cooper's either going to get stones or he's going to get cards and scheme markers where he wants so it's not something you can ignore but for most people, it's going to take at least two actions to kill one of these. And do you want to be wasting two actions on insignificant models? So definitely makes hard choices throughout the game, which is what's one of the best things about Malifaux. Yeah, and even if your opponent, even if you as the opponent do kill them, you're giving your giving the Cooper player a soul stone, right? So what it does is creates this really interesting mini game within the game. 
Um, so I'm a massive fan of these. It's really cool to see something different and they work in a really different and unique way, which is actually really interesting. So very, very happy with those. Um, moving on from the totems, let's move on to the big dinosaur. So we've got the Malasaurus Rex. I'm sure everyone has seen this monster. Weird leaked him a long, long, long time ago. Um, he is, well, well, he is size four. 50 mil base, absolute monster. He's defense four, willpower four, but does have 12 wounds with hard to wound and terrifying 12. So possibly more survivable than he initially looks. Um, he shares the predatory instinct special rule with the rest of the keyword. He's got rush, he's got ruthless, he's got towering figure, which means he ignores severe hazardous terrain and can move through other models. So just from the front of the card, what are we thinking? I don't know. I think he's um, a bit like Archie, a bit more expensive, obviously, for survivability. And we know how quickly Archie can go down. But he's certainly going to be a big threat. You can't ignore him. You combine that with Predatory Instinct as well. And, um, it, yeah, you know, he's, he's going to be great, especially at the second abilities. He's, he's distracting. You've already got someone to point a big gun at you. Then you've got a massive dinosaur, especially considering the size of the model that we've seen leaked by Weird. Um, it doesn't matter how good he is. I don't think people would be ignoring him. and so he is going to attract a lot of fire and allow your crew to do the rest of what you want to do. And with Rush on the front as well, he's not particularly slow. No, move five plus Rush. He can definitely get across the board. And actually, we've got some other stuff going on on the card as well. So let's look at the back of the card. So he's range two melee, stat six with three, four, five, standard big monster. Um, he's got a ram trigger for healing two with terror for bite and a rampage trigger on a crow. Um, he's also got Lashing Tendrils, which is 6-inch range, stat 6 versus move. Push the target 4 inches in any direction with potentially a rip and tear trigger. So that's potentially a third attack. Um, he's got two tactical actions. The first is Tail Whip. So enemy models within range must pass a target number 13 move duel or suffer two damage and gain staggered. Push any models damaged by this action up to two in any direction. That's pretty cool. It's nice as well that only targets enemies. Um, he does have a built-in tone trigger that once per turn until the end phase, this model increases the range of its actions by plus one and cannot be moved or buried. So you can get that dinosaur in, give him a three-inch engage range, and he can't be moved. That's pretty cool. Um, the other bonus action he's got is Wild Hunt, which is a two-inch aura that until the end phase, friendly models that share a keyword with this model receive plus crows to attack actions, targeting enemy models within range. So... Just bear in mind that that puts Cooper onto built-in adversary trigger. Um, that's going to put Titania onto some crazy damage triggers. Um, what do we think of that, Matt? Uh, straight away, love the fact that it's also Fey. Um, brilliant. Um, massive Jaws, three, four, five. Again, could have comfortably seen it three, four, six, but I think this, this is a, a running theme. I suppose it comes with the lower damage, the lower health pools with uh, third edition. Uh, I. I think it's brilliant. Uh, this it's just going to be a massive target, and uh, it complements Cooper brilliantly. I think you've got Cooper laying in death from range, and you've got this charging giant dinosaur at you, and um, and you can't ignore it because it's it's massive. It's going it's going to kill models, and if you don't commit to killing it with hard to wound and 12, 12 wounds, terrifying twelve. It, you've got you've got to dedicate some time to it and i think with with that this is going to be really good i love the fact that it's got some utility around it with the lashing tendrils 
pushing the target up to four inches gives it some real space and some utility. It's not just a beating piece, um, which sometimes paying a high cost for these beating pieces can be a little bit, a little bit of a sour pill without these without these utility pieces. So, yeah, I, I think it's really good, um, and I think it's going to see play like see play in Cooper and in Titanium. Yeah, so what do you think, Steve? Titania is obviously one of your main yeah. masters. Are you going to be taking the Malasaurus Rex in with Titania? Oh, definitely. I mean, Into the Thorns built in. What's not to like about that? That's, you know, pretty much every model in FA crew has Into the Thorns. And if, um, you know, the, the dino is in there in the middle of the scrap and you're just placing models around into underbrush markers, um, as you know, I'd like to combine my Titania with the Emissary as well. So I tend to have uh, um, hazardous terrain, which the dinosaur ignores because of its towering figure it's, it's just going to be great you know uh, having that built in makes titania the equivalent damage output of nakima on every single attack at a long range so yeah it, with the fey it, it's great as we go through the rest of the apex crew i mean the amount of uh, triggers that the crew has on crows as well i think almost every model has one or two triggers on crows um on different actions it is a great support piece and i think it's more of a support piece than a beta even though you look at it first as a beta uh that just action just enhances the crew so much yeah i agree i agree and i'm pretty scared of the potential titania crews that we're going to be looking at with this monster in them okay all right let's move on to cooper's henchman so we've got model nine so uh that's not something they've forgotten to name that is the model's actual name so it's model nine it's defense six willpower five nine soul stones armor two with seven wounds so nice to see them getting the armor and wound ratio correct there uh, it's got blade rush uh, mobile warrior and then shares the predatory instinct and then has got run and gun so nothing particularly new on the front of that card apart from predatory instinct seems pretty solid nine stones fairly tanky because of the armor but the wounds are matched appropriately um, if we move to the back of the card we have a one inch melee twirling blades stat six two four five damage it's got a reposition trigger and an execute on a crow so we're already seeing the dinosaur coming into effect there with the execute um, we've got Throw Knife, which is a range 8 stat 7 attack. Uh, its target suffers 134 damage, and if the target suffers severe damage from this action, Model 9 can place itself into base contact with the target. Um, it had, does have a mass trigger on it that after resolving, take an attack action targeting the same model. This action receives a plus to its duel. So don't forget that Predatory Instinct means it's going to be easier to get that severe damage to get yourself the place. And then Avalanche of, Avalanche of Blades also gives you the melee attack afterwards with a plus to its duel. And if you haven't used Predatory Instinct for the throw knife, you can use it to turn that plus onto the damage to give you those bigger four or five damage on the melee attack. The last thing on the back of this card is a tactical action bonus. It is X marks the spot. So it's a two-inch aura until the end phase. Friendly attack actions targeting enemy models within range ignore friendly fire. And if an enemy model within range is killed, draw a card. So we're looking at Cooper there or even um, Model 9 itself to draw some cards there and ignore the friendly fire, which is really, really nice. That does have two triggers on it. So we've got a mask that the model that uh, Model 9 can push up to five inches in any direction ignoring models and if it pushes through an enemy model they suffer one damage and then on a crow we've got thin the herd which means enemy models within two gain injured one which would make it even easier for cooper to get those big damage tracks what do we think of that steve well this has to be one of my favorite models in all of explorers to be perfectly honest um i'm even considering him out of keyword he's so fast especially once you start adding in the various 
uh, you know, movement tricks that you'll see later on in the crew. And as you said, with Predator Instinct, getting that severe to get into combat. And if you've dropped a mask or used a stone because he's a henchman, he's getting another attack and then he swings at him as well. Um, even on his own, he's pretty fast because burst of speed can move up to five inches. If he's already engaged, you move through an enemy, do one damage, you blade rush back through and do another damage before you've even started attacking. You, you know, you're just plinking them to death. And with his armor two, defense six, and being a henchman so can use stones, I've seen him hold up half a crew, I say, while the rest of the crew moves into position and does what they want to do. And they can still shoot because of X marks the spot. Uh, he is just an awesome model and he will be in every single Apex crew. Um, I'd choose him above the dinosaur. Um, and as I said, I am considering him out of keyword. That's interesting. As a as coming out of the keyway with him, um, yeah. My my thoughts for this is it, he is solid, right? Uh, can't argue him defensively. Steve's covered that. Um, another model will run and gun. I like the fact he's got throwing knives. He's he is going to be very quick. Um, built in execute. I feel like that's going to be re- really something to watch out for if it's close to the close to the dinosaur as well. I think that those two running in tandem especially if you're kicking out the X marks the spot with the crow's trigger of Finn the Herd. Just wow. I mean, I, I feel like models are just going to start falling down around this model. Like, they're not even going to know what hit them. Yeah, I like it. I think it looks really good. Um, I would mirror what the other two have said there. Really solid model. I think maybe a challenge to squeeze them both into an apex crew at 19 stones for the pair if you're looking at the dinosaur and model nine but both have really really good utility within the keyword would um which one would you take over model nine or the malasaurus rex um it would actually depend what i was facing um i think if I'm if I'm facing a crew that from Master's declaration seems like it's going to have a fair bit of range threat, I'd be tempted to push into Model Nine over the Malasaurus. Um, but it's I think again the board can have an impact on that because the dinosaur ignoring terrain and models while moving has impact on that. Also, again, if you if your enemy has declared a keyword that you know's got really low willpower, it's going to increase the dinosaurs survivability by quite a dramatic amount so there's a lot of different factors in there but i think if i was only taking one i would base it on a decision made after master declaration given the information that i've got there so you you, so you didn't answer the question <laughs> no nope. no nope. because i think they're both good i don't yeah. I, I, th- I think they're both good and i think i think in an ideal world you'd probably take both um but i think situationally it's fairly they feel different enough roles in the crew that you would pick one based on the information you've got at the start of the game. Well, it's interesting, actually, because I suppose with Lord Cooper and he's got three totems, and if you took um, both these, you're already up on the model count. You'd really like two more models into that, and you could be running an eight-model eight crew, which is fairly average from M3E, I found. So, um, I mean, yes. Yes, you would have eight models, but three of those models... Uh, runaways which you're trying to kill yourself so i'm not sure how um i'm not sure how much we can judge the uh the runaways as contributing members of the crew um maybe between them they can count as one model Run- runaways have rights james runaways have rights <laughs> runaways can still do runaways. stuff <laughs> all right cool all right let's move on so um We've got Cooper's dogs. So let's take a look at the first one, which is Eula. Um, we've got Matt's favourite rule, which is by your side. Uh, it's defence six, willpower four, seven wound model. 
Um, it's got hunting partner, which is a rule we've seen elsewhere. It's got predatory instinct. And then it's got warning growl, which means damage flips against friendly models within two suffer a neg. That is nice. Um, it means if you are up there with the dinosaur or model nine, they're going to be more survivable. And it's pretty easy to get there with by your side. Um, on the back of the card, we've got a one inch melee, one, two, three damage that does staggered. Uh, six rams built in for terror for bite, which is nice. Um, you've got hold down on a crow if this model is engaging the target. Another friendly model within line of sight to the target may take a gun action against it, ignoring friendly fire. That's pretty good. Did we? Cooper was once per activation, wasn't he? Not once per turn. Uh, yes, so cool. That allows you to get an extra shot in with the gun. That's good to know. Um, and then you've got a mass trigger, you're coming with me. Pretty nice. Um, as far as tactical actions go, we've got once per activation, other friendly model only, uh, push the target four inches towards an enemy model in its line of sight. If the target is an apex model, it gains focused. That's just an awesome ability. Um, we've got I've got your back and we've got mark territory. So pretty good model overall, not super survivable. It's really relying on that um, by your side to get out of trouble, but there's a lot of useful things on that card. Yeah, I've straight away i'm starting to think i'm not going to have enough soul stones to fill the models in i want in an apex crew um <laughs> is my impression uh the solid model defense six it's got the what we're starting to experience is the classic explorer's willpower it is a dog though so i'm not surprised um i think the front of the card is re- really good uh we all know my opinions on by your side um it's not it's not <laughs> um but actually Perfectly balanced yeah, that's that's not, that's not my opinion. It's the opposite of my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, something to be looked at in the future things, but we'll move off that. Um, I love the fact that there's a lot so far coming through this Apex group that has a crow's trigger. Like the, the, for me, it's just every model we look at puts puts more emphasis on. I actually want the dinosaur over model now, um, Manosaurus Rex. So and. That push, that four-inch push and focus one, that just really benefits Cooper, right? Definitely. I mean, Cooper, you can move him around, give him focus, so he can take that second shot without using his own actions. Um, He can get, you know, it means he can actually focus himself as well while moving to position if he he actually needs to. As you've said, another crow's trigger, so yet another shot. Um, What's not to like it? And as for survivability, although Jamie said he's, he's quite weak, he's, he's still defense six, seven wounds. It's the willpower if you attack that. But with Warning Growl, he is within two inches of himself and he is friendly. So all damage flips against him are going to be on a negative. So he's actually going to be quite tough. And with built-in tear off a bite, if you're not doing the hold down, if Cooper can't see it, um, you know, he's going to heal back up. He's, he's really good. I, I do like him. Uh, great utility piece. And I think the core for me is going to be like 31 stones once we get to the second dog as well. And then it's just adding some minions to round it out. Uh, <laughs> these dogs are great. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree. I think Eula's looking really, really awesome. And obviously, if we get a dog, we want another dog to keep it company just in case Cooper's out at work and leaves them behind. So we've got Artemis. Uh, Artemis is six cost as well. Defense five, willpower five, six wounds. Uh, so we got hunting partner again, nimble this time, which is nice, predatory instinct and unimpeded. So immediately this one seems to be getting around a bit quicker. Um, on the back of the card, we've got tear apart, which is two, three, five, stat six, one inch range. It's got crit strike, I can dig it and reposition. So some nice triggers on that and a reasonable damage track for its cost. Intimidating raw. So push the target six inches away from this model. If the target is a minion, it gains slow. 
solid ability um, on your heels and tracker on a crow. So the crow means another friendly model within line of sight may push four inches towards the target. If the friendly model is an apex model, it gains focus. So we can see how these dogs are both supporting Cooper and other members of the crew to get some additional either actions or actions via focus. Um, Artemis does have a bonus tactical action as well, which needs a six to go off. It's remove all scheme markers within a three-inch pulse, and this model may choose an equal number of enemy models within range to gain distracted one. And on a crow, he can drop a scheme marker in base contact. That's pretty good as well. I'm not sure. I think Eula's probably my favorite of the two, but Artemis definitely has some play as well. Yeah, I think I think Eula is probably the more survivable of the two. But I think Artemis definitely feels like it's got a little bit more scheme running in it, a little bit more support, tactical play. Um, again, though, I'm, I'm taking this dog. This dog is amazing. Like Artemis, as well as Eula, I have. Well, does this? Does we even need any more cards? Because, like, quite frankly, this is the crew I'm running now. It's Manosaurus Rex, it's Model Nine. It's Artemis. It's Eula. Where, where are my stones, man? <laughs> yeah, I mean, as he says. They're great. Both the dogs are having the sort of the triggers. He's got intimidating roars, another movement trick. As long as you're not targeting your own minions, you know, for the likes of Model Nine for Cooper, getting them in position, um, nose to the ground. It's, and it is a more of a schemey model, really, to add to the crew. The rest of the crew is kind of supporting Cooper and is attacking. Um, and this one adds a bit more scheme into it. He's fast with his nimble. If you're not using nose to the ground, uh, triggers for dropping markers, a bit, well, you know, tracker as well, which is. If you can get one on a low willpower enemy, that's yet more focused and movement for you know either Model 9, the dinosaur, or Lord Cooper himself. The more focus you can get on Lord Cooper, the better. So he can get those shots off. He can swap his uh, predatory instinct around to whatever he needs to at the time. And anything like this, that's both dogs can add focus to members of their crew as well as move them. I mean, combining the two for one action, that's great. Pushing pushing the dinosaur or model nine six inches away is amazing. Like, if I missed that, is that is amazing, right? Yeah, it's good. It is good. Solid yeah, some, extra movement. Something I've been doing with, um, and a lot of people do with Ruguru on Titania. Um, as long as you're not targeting your own minions, it's it's not even got a target number. You just you can even black joker it, and it works. Well, actually not against Titania because she's willpower seven. So with this, it'd miss. But uh, in general, you know, you only need a, a one of something and you've pushed them away. It, it's like, a, I don't know, a pseudo, a lot of movement tricks kind of require you to have target numbers. This has none. Just don't target your own minions with it. And as I said, if you can do it to an enemy and you get another four inch push and some more focused, it's great action efficiency from the dogs for this crew. Yeah, agreed, agreed. We are loving this keyword so far. All right, let's move on to the minions then. So we've got the Vatagi Huntsman, Vatagi Huntsman, Vatagay, Vatag, not Vatagay, Vatagi Huntsman. Let's go with that. Vatagi, Vatagi, I think. Vatagi sounds right. Yeah, do you know what that? Now you've said it, it sounds really, really (laughs) correct. Uh, (laughs) So we'll go with that. Um, So these are six cost, five defense, five willpower, six wounds. Uh, they share predatory instinct. They've got set up the kill once per turn. After an enemy model within eight suffers damage from a friendly pit trap marker, it must either discard a card or a friendly apex model may take an attack action targeting it, ignoring friendly fire. So potentially there's a quite a few humps to humps, loops to jump through there, um, but potentially another shot for Cooper. 
Um, they've got Bond of Blood as well, which is at the start of this model's activation. If it is within two of another friendly Apex model, it can draw a card. Solid. That seems solid for six soul stones. The setup, the kill seems super situational, but if it goes off, it's going to be pretty tasty. Already, I'm getting the impression that it feels a lot like a, the Apex crew's got pretty much a little bit of everything. Currently, is what it feels like. With this is a little bit of card draw just come out of nowhere. I didn't think another six stone model would be able to bump off one of the dogs, but a bit of card draw goes a long way. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I've, these are the minions I'll be looking at. Bond of Blood, card draw, as you said, great. Set up the kill. When you actually look at his gun, guess guess what trigger he can uh, put a marker down on? Yeah, it's a crow. So get that dinosaur in there and uh, drop some scheme markers in. Oh, sorry, pit trap markers, and then you're getting more shots with you know Lord Cooper. Very good, yeah. So as Steve alluded to, we've got some back-of-the-card stuff going on here already. So it's got a skinning knife, which is 2-3-4, range 1, stat 5. Not super exciting. We've got a clockwork revolver, range 12, stat 5, 2-3-5, with a crow trigger to drop a pit trap marker, which you can drop under the model and then start to trigger this setup, the kill. Um, the other two actions on the back of the card, the first one is on the hunt. This is an attack action. Um, that cannot target the same model more than once per activation. So you resolve the following effects for each of the target's characteristics in the order listed below. So if it's a beast, you push it four inches away. If it's a construct, it suffers two irreducible damage. If it's living, it gains adversary apex. And if it's undead, it gains injured two. Seems a little bit weird to give the undead, who generally have the lower stats, injured, but there we go. Um, that's pretty cool, um, especially if you can come up against some um, dual characteristic models so a uh undead construct or a living construct or something similar beast construct that's going to give you two of these instead of just the one and then lastly he's got create trap which is a uh, range two bonus action drops a pit trap marker within two inches um unless you can get a tome trigger in which case you can throw it up to eight inches away what do we think of that matt um i, th- I think to be fair it offers a, a slightly different different set of play right like the the traps give you a different option whereas obviously we've talked about what the other ones to do this i think if you want to bog down the table let's uh you can take a couple of these fire out those bear traps and uh, i don't feel we took enough time to appreciate the trigger's name of bear trap launcher hilarious <laughs> um, that is pretty cool. although do we do we actually have any bears in malifaux yet yeah that's uh, like rich mauler <laughs> oh of course yeah okay i'm pretty happy with that yeah i like it yeah bear trap launcher man that's what it's all about for the rest of the card i don't care the bear trap launcher was an amazing amazing trigger i might take it um yeah i, I think this this office obviously gives you an opportunity to have that tactical play where you could bog down channels and manipulate where you, your opponent's crew's going um solid for six stones i think again just really good I mean, one other thing I'll point out there is another movement trick for the uh, Malasaurus Rex because it is a beast and it's not enemy only. On the hunt, you can push your Malasaurus Rex up as well so you can get him right in someone's face, combine him with the various dogs that are moving it and everything else. You know, there's another four-inch move against the uh, Malasaurus Rex for any six and it just pushes him away. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah this pretty crew good. is not slow. It's not slow at all. For a range crew, you would expect them to be a little bit slower, but it's, I'm not getting that. They're moving around a lot. I think the ranged bit is deceptive. I think it's really only Cooper. And actually I'm I'm not too I wouldn't be too unhappy if Cooper was up the board either. I think it gives him a better view of more models for his gun and also his melee attacks, no slouch either. Um all right, cool. So we've got another minion to go through, which is the Crypsis Court. 
Um, this is cost seven. There is quite a lot going on on this card. Um, so we've got predatory instinct, stealth, sniper, and expert shot. So those are things we all know about. They ignore friendly fire, can't be targeted from more than six away, and have the sniper ability to increase their range at the cost of focus. They've got an ability called Beneath the Leaves. While this model is within three of severe, hazardous, and or concealing terrain, enemy models treat the area within three as having those same traits. So it's pretty easy for this model to stand outside of a wood but can't get the severe has uh, severe and concealing traits to protect itself whilst giving itself a clear view um that's pretty cool i mean th- that is that is a solid model from the front of the card it is only defense four with seven wounds but stealth is pretty good keeping it alive and i'm sure as you can tell from the sniper ability it's going to be mostly doing ranged attacks so moving on to those attacks we've got the crypsis rifle it's range 14 stat five this action ignores cover if this target has if the target has any conditions, add any suit to this action's dual total. Target suffers two, three, four damage. So if the target's if the model you're shooting has any conditions, you can add any suit you like to this. Um, on a crow, you're giving out adversary. On a mask, you're giving out stagger, and on a ram, you've got crit strike. So I don't think it's too hard to get three, four, five damage out of this. I, I don't think it potentially be too hard to get four, five, six damage out of this. If you, you know, because you can put one in, you can flip another, cheat in another. You, two rams. It's um, yeah, a stat five is a is low, but actually considering what it's got on the front of its card going on, the fact that it can add those suits, I'm I'm fine with stat five. It, it's going to be a pain in the backside from the back of the board somewhere, I think. And don't forget, if um, if model nine's gone in first, model nine can pulse out unresisted, fo- unresisted injured. On X marks the spot, wow. which will help the Crypsis. Because he didn't need that extra bit, obviously. I mean, he, I think he works well with the Vitagi Huntsman, really, as well. Making that pit trap basically the equivalent of two pit traps just by standing around. Yeah, you can go after him with his defense four, good uh, to get around his stealth, but you're going to be taking hazardous damage pretty much every time you're hitting him. So, you know, that's uh, another defensive thing he has if he works alongside the Vitagis, but it's adding more models to the crew, and he's what, seven stones? So, yeah possibly a difficult one yeah it's how you're fitting all this in um so if we look at the rest of his card uh we've got quick retreat and target practice those are both actions that exist in the game already um the new one we've got is patient strike uh so this is a tactical action needs a four to go off and has a range of 14 you drop a strike marker within 14 inches uh with no sight lines between this model and the marker blocked by an enemy model and then once per activation, after an enemy model moves, if it moved through any unblocked sight lines drawn from this model to the dropped marker, this model may take a gun action targeting the move model, ignoring line of sight and range. During the end phase or after this model moves, remove the strike marker. Um, and it does have a a tone trigger to give focus to the Crypsis core. So this is pretty cool. So what you could do, so you've got the option either to shoot twice with the Crypsis or you can drop a shoot once and drop a patient strike marker in a part of the board that you know your opponent's going to have to move through. Even if they can move all the way through and get out of sight, you're still going to be able to shoot them with the ignore range and line of sight. It's it's trading a guaranteed action for possibly potential multiple actions if your opponent moves through them. Um, I don't see a way for your opponent to remove the strike marker through traditional marker removal, so it's just going to need to be something like the Lucky Emissary or, or Gluttony or something that's going to remove it because it's a marker. That seems pretty cool, and and another new mechanic, which is great to see. 
yeah, actually, I think I think this is brilliant, um, I, and I would I would be setting up patient patient strike. And actually, it's really interesting because uh, we're saying we're saying that seven stones where you're going to fit it into the crew. But actually, I think the the almost a way I look at this is there's potentially two ways of running Lord Cooper's crew at this rate. You've got a very close combat and orientated one, but actually, a Crips's call with some of the Vatagi huntsmen. Um, just switches it back to a more ranged element. This this guy they can bog down, they can bog down areas of moving through, and you can either go through their terrain or you can move through the patient strike the, uh, the strike marker zone and be shot by the Crips's court. Lots of ranged control. Um, I, I really like that that whole. Actually, they've laid a trap. They've laid an ambush. You're going to walk into it, hunters, apex hunters. Well, it's, it's a bit like um, the old Overwatch from 40k from many years ago, for those of you who used to play that, which I'm sure is most of the gamers, to be honest. Um, and if you've got a four of tomes, you know, what's the first thing most people do? Turn one, they walk and focus. Four of tomes, you've basically walked and focused, but you also get Overwatch, as I want to call it, patient strike. But, you know, um, so it's actually, again, it's action efficiency, which this crew seems to have in spades. Yeah, agreed. I really, really like it. I really like it, and and I agree. We're actually going. I th- I think we're struggling to fit everything into this crew, um, but we've got one more model to go through, which is dual keyword Apex and EVS, and that is the Harpooner. So this one's seven soul stones as well. It's uh, fighting for a place with the Crypsis core, um, defense six, willpower four. So carrying on that theme across explorers so far, we're seeing of low willpower. Um, it's seven wounds. Um, let's look at the front of card abilities. So we've got Predatory Instinct and Gunfighter. So Predatory Instinct we know is the Apex ability. Then we've also got the two abilities that it gains from the EVS keyword. Um, the first of those being Deep Discovery. So once per activation, when this model would cheat fate, it may discard a card to cheat fate with the top non-joker card of the opposing player's discard pile. Situational, but potentially amazing. Um, turns those bad cards into your hand to having much more potential. Um, and then we've got reconfigure mask. So the EVS keyword has the ability to um, use their re- their suits that are triggered in their reconfigurability um, and treat them as having a value of nine. So if the harpooner is using a mask and it cheats it in, it counts as a nine regardless of the value. So that is another way to use a poor card as a good card. So front of the card looks good on this guy. Um, we have got a couple of different... Oh, so we've got all attack actions on the back of the card. Um, we've got a range 12 harpoon gun, um, which obviously we can use in combat thanks to Gunfighter. Uh, it's 2-3-5 damage and push the target up to 3 inches towards this model with a built-in ram for lead the target, which means when resolving, this model may push the target in any direction instead of towards this model. And if this model was engaging the target before it was moved, the model this model may place into base contact with the target. Um that's pretty cool. Um, it's also got compressed nets on a mask, which is its reconfigure suit, which allows it to take the massive net bonus action. And a crow gives it injured and poison one trigger onto its gun. So this all looks pretty good. There's lots of synergy there with the EVS abilities. There's some movement there for bringing stuff into your crew, which is nice. Um, I really like this model. Um, we've got, well, so we got, so we've got reel in, um, it's another bit of movement. So this action may target a marker. If it does so, ignore this action's resist, um, push either this model or the target four inches towards the other. If this push is interrupted, enemy models with one of the moved object must pass a target number 13, move jewel or suffer two damage. So it's a bit of a sort of weird kind of shock wavy attack, but it gives you the benefit of being able to move a marker, which is really, really nice. Um, 
I wonder, so can we use that in tandem with the patient strike marker? I was just thinking the same thing. I I think so. It's a marker. Yeah, that'd work. Um, you've got that, and you've also got the pit traps that your bear trap launcher throws around, So, which is also hazardous as well. Yeah, that's really cool. So although the harpooner would need to be on the other side to get it further, that is an option there because um, it ignores range and line of sight. So yeah, if you moved it further away, it's still going to do exactly the same thing. Um, and then the bonus action massive net is shockwave one, move 12, damage one, and staggered. Um, it's got a couple of triggers. One is mass hysteria, which we've seen before, and the other is barbed mesh, which is when resolving models damaged by this action suffer plus one damage. So what do we think of this guy? I think I think he's really good. Uh, I think he lends himself to that that more the ranged crew element of of Lord Cooper instead of the close combat variant. Um, I really like the harpoon gun, um, and reconfigure is so powerful. Um, any any mask as a nine, really good. I mean, it means he can use any mask and be on fourteen to hit. It's pretty well, good. It's any, so it's any mask he cheats in, which is worth noting. But it's also worth noting that that cheat can come from the top of your opponent's fate deck. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's superb. He's got movement, the massive net. It goes back to the whole, I'm going to manipulate your crew to exactly where I want you. And, I'm, and even if you want to use it to bring models into into the close combat ones. Uh, where, where, do you find, where do you find the stones for all these models? Like, Every single one of these, I could see a reason to have. Um, I just I can't I can't possibly have any more. Yeah, I mean, as you're saying, you can kind of go quite shooty. You never know what you're going to face with him. Is he going to be melee? Is he going to be shooty? Uh, yet again, with the the harpooner, he's got another crow trigger as well, which is injured and poison, and everyone loves a bit of injured, which makes it easy for the rest of the crew. Um, and then it makes it harder for them to pass the shockwave. So you might actually use Cooper's shockwave in the end if you've injured people enough. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, he's a great model. Seven stones. <laughs> I think the crew, if you add everything, one of everything, I think you're about 49 stones. It doesn't leave you much for anything else, does it really? No, agreed, agreed. But it's it's great to see that we've got a keyword here where we all of us like every single model in it. There's nothing there that we're, we're not taking or not wanting to take or can't see a role for, um, which is ultimately really, really positive. Yeah, very, very well put together, very well balanced, I'd say. Um, It'd be interesting to see how how people feel going into it. There's there's a lot of potential damage output that comes out of that, but I suppose it's no different from some of those beta masters that are currently out there and and their beta keywords like Nakima. She's she's probably kicking out the same level of damage as this crew um, with the mature Nephilim. So yeah, I think I think really good. I think it's going to catch some people unawares because it's going to come from 14 inches out. But what are you do? <laughs> I think it's going to be a bit like Seamus, where actually if you're on the wrong end of um, Seamus's gun and it just doesn't go right for you, um, that can be really feel bad, right? Um, but ultimately, I think it's it's fairly easy to counter, especially remembering that Cooper can't disengage himself. Um, so once you once you trap him in combat, that, that's that gun out of action unless another model intervenes. Yeah, I mean, they've got a lot of movement tricks, but it does need another model. As you said, with this like in every single model, it actually creates some hard decisions, which to me shows a, a fairly balanced crew because you've got to make the decisions. What models do I actually take for this game? Um, it, it may mean that uh, some, certain models get left out, but if you're having to make those decisions and nothing's an auto-take every single time, um, to me, that shows pretty good balance on Weird's behalf. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. So uh, it's a big thumbs up from us for the Apex keyword. Um, any specific upgrades or versatile models come to mind while we are talking about Apex that you would want to put in there? I think we'll probably struggle for some any of this purely because of the uh, the amount of models that we want to take from the thematic keyword. Um, so, yeah, actually, I think you are going to struggle to... Um to want to want to take a versatile like if you're taking a versatile model into this crew you must be teching up against something that's coming out of the air that you know your opponent's dropping but for me all of these keyword models are fantastic so versatiles no upgrades they've they've got a lot of what i would say the upgrades are bringing they've got some movement um i think they've got a little bit of healing Uh, yeah i'm not sure which upgrades you're looking at really if if you're taking it um, and actually, I would say as much as I, I think the Intrepid Emissary is going to be around everywhere, I don't think he goes in this crew because you just ain't got the points for him. Yeah, definitely couldn't fit the Emissary. Maybe the Effigy, a um, bit more movement to with lead the way. And the Aura of Courage is a nice healing ability um, with the crew has quite a lot of simple jewels as well as some decent stats with the uh, getting the positives to attack if you want them to actually give it some decent healing if they're near him. And Effigies are always handy little um, hard to kill models that can run schemes if they need to at the end of the day anyway so that's possibly about the only versatile i'd add in but i'd be happy to run this key this crew completely in keyword without touching anything else yeah i mean i can i can see actually having think thought about it maybe the bellhop porter um could be an interesting choice the give him a lift making cooper um size three gives him a better view of things on the board harder to block his line of sight um the extended reach stops people coming in and engaging the shooting core of the crew um accomplice means that you can pull cooper out of combat with i've got your back and have him activate immediately meaning that your opponent can't then re-engage him which is really really nice and then with throw junk the bellhop porter can join in in the range threat and have the ability to drop pit trap markers in base contact if he needs to um, so I just think, although it would be struggled to fit him in at seven cell stones, I think there's some some argument there for the bellhop porter, and also because anyone who's listened to the versatile show will know that I really really want to imagine the bellhop porter giving a lift to the Malasaurus Rex. So for all those reasons, <laughs> <laughs> so for all those reasons, I'm going to say the bellhop porter, but mostly because the I've got your back accomplice combination, which is similar to what the effigy could do. Um, but I think for the three zones, you get a lot of value with the plus one size during its activation and the extended reach as well. So I'd, I'd say Bellhop Porter is a contender to go into that crew, especially if you're playing the more defensive gunline build. Yeah, I'd agree. Definitely agree. Cool. All right. Well, that's it, guys. That is the Apex keyword, all done and dusted. Thank you very much for listening. Um, we will be back again tomorrow with another of the Explorer Society keywords. Steve, thanks for joining us today. It's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks for having me on. It's been great. No worries. All right, then. Well, we're going to say goodbye, and we will speak to you all soon. Bye. 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 Bye.